Coming up in this chapter, Noe, Lily's daughter, speaks to her best friend about issues. Chapter 26 Device Avatar Her device sat dormant on the glass surface of the coffee table, black and lifeless. The flurry of dings, beeps, and vibrations it had emitted all day had finally died down leaving only the sound of an old apartment air conditioner rattling somewhere outside of the building. Wearing a simple midnight blue t-shirt and a laundry-shrunken pair of black mesh athletic shorts, hair wrapped with a simple double knot using a blue and silver piece of fabric, Noah appeared ready to enjoy a relaxing evening at home. But instead, she sat restless on her small sofa viewing the now silent device with glazed eyes. Unfiltered fluorescent light from the ceiling of her kitchen threw her shadow over the table, swallowing the device, making it appear nearly invisible in front of her. The course of events throughout the day had left her feeling like a muscle filled with blood after a hard lift. Each new piece of information caused more stress-induced lactic acid to accumulate, lessening the load she could bear for her next required task. One more thing can result in complete muscle failure, she thought. But she enjoyed training to failure. The feeling of release, when all energy had been exerted and nothing remained, was one she strove to achieve, for better or worse, in every training session, run, or exercise. In her mind, it was the only way to make any gains. She applied this philosophy to most areas of her life. Something flashed in the corner of her eye toward the window. With a formidable display of agility, she activated her tense legs and rushed to the window, then parted the thin curtains so she could see more clearly. A street lamp on the opposite side of the river had malfunctioned and was flickering erratically as its light source displayed its mechanical or electrical failure. The light had shorted out, overloaded by some unknown strain on its capacity. Disappointed at her presumptuousness, she returned the curtain to its original position, then went back to the couch with a flop. She forced air out of her mouth exhaling a frustrated restlessness. Waiting was Noe's least favorite activity. It was one of the many reasons why she had left the military. Waiting for the bathroom, for food, training, assignments, deployment orders, leave orders, promotions. She couldn't stand it. The thought of spending what potentially could have been the best years of her life waiting on those in charge to recognize her work and talent, had caused her daily cognitive dissonance and prompted her to make an early exit. The apartment was silent, 
save for assorted noises that seemed to be amplified in her keyed-up state. A thump from the neighbor one floor above caused her to whip her neck to the bland whiteness of the ceiling. Her body tensed at the crack of a wall or the abrupt blaring of a car alarm on the street below. For her, it wasn't so much the waiting that bothered her, but the period of inactivity that usually accompanied it. Noah was a woman of action, and any stagnation or slowing of the events around her contradicted her being and made her panic. It twisted even the most insignificant happening into a menacing ordeal with killer intentions. An innocent shadow transformed into an ominous specter. A mountain became indistinguishable from a molehill. It was fear, and it warped everything she saw. The phone conversation with her mother and the brief phone call with Rodan replayed themselves repeatedly in her mind. After each repetition, she found herself paralyzed by an inability to perform any meaningful action in relation to either. In the past, this would have been nothing new in regard to her mother, but not after today. The introduction of Rodan, a member of the high-ranking brass of Sirius, had confirmed a credible and verified threat against her by the likes of Lemnick. How many times did I warn her over the years? How many times? Now, her mother had sent her away, and had probably gone to meet with one of the various leaders of her former employer to prevent the hit squad from meeting its mark. Though she hated to admit it, she hoped Lily was alright. Would they come after me? The thought had entered her mind. Maybe. Although she had little affiliation with either organization, thanks to her own efforts over the years, the fact remained that she was the daughter of one of Limnick's greatest advocates turned greatest enemy. Oh God, how many times did I warn you to get out of there? The inability to take any meaningful action and her concern with possibly becoming a target herself frayed her hypervigilant nerves. It prevented her from being able to sleep, which was what she desperately wanted. But surges of adrenaline, spontaneously rushing through her veins, kept her awake and alert. Her spinning mind was trapped in a lethargic body. Open device, Noe said. Tiny cameras embedded in the corners and the center of the room illuminated to project the holographic image of her device avatar. The character displayed feline traits, with the anthropomorphic figure of a well-proportioned woman in a tight-fitting cat suit. Its eyes, wide, shining and topped with exaggerated eyelashes, were the standout feature of a cartoonist caricature of a female cat. Noe called her Fyra. Good evening, Noe. How can I help you tonight? Fyra bounced with enthusiasm, striking a pose of encouragement by holding two fingers in front of her eye. But upon further inspection of her creator's mood, she quickly adjusted her tone. 
as opposed to the lively best friend mode she was accustomed to. She adopted the erect posture of a servant, awaiting commands. Noe looked at her with exhausted contemplation, mulling alternatives in her mind. Upon receiving no explicit command, Fyra automatically entered observation mode, bringing a half a century of powerful technological advances to bear in milliseconds. She had already analyzed Noe's biometric profile and knew she was under significant stress, more than usual. All the signs were present. The tension in her facial muscles, the upturned mouth, increased body temperature, elevated respiration and cardiac rhythm, and slouching posture informed the next executed command in her complicated algorithm. Fyra's face showed human concern. Oh, what's wrong, Noe? On a normal night, Noe would have relayed every detail to Fyra. But this night was far from normal. Worse yet, it wasn't over. She glanced up at the Avatar, aware that she had already aggregated, organized, and analyzed all data relevant to her day via the device. Fyra knew what had happened. She was just being polite. I don't want to talk about it, Fi. Fyra adopted an understanding tone. That's okay. We don't have to talk about it now. But when you're ready to, I'll be here. Noah gave a weak nod. Is there something else you would like to do right now? Yeah. Can you pull up bookmark number five? Sure thing. Would you like it tangible or via telepathic link? Fyra's tone was dutiful, yet compassionate, like that of a hospice nurse. On a standard evening, she would have opted for the telepathic link option. But today is no standard day, she repeated to herself. Let me have it tanged. I need to do something with my hands. I thought so. <laughs> Fyra laughed softly. Fyra's hologram blinked away. Then, in the next instant, the Good Seed website beamed to the surface of her device. Noe labored to reach for it from her comfortable position on her couch. Though she never purchased anything from the website, browsing had become one of her go-to activities whenever she was stressed or bored. The reason why escaped her. Oh, there's a sale on height disposition. Wow, that's rare. What? That much for heat resistance? It's just gonna keep getting hotter, so gotta have that. What about hair and eye color? Blue eyes are still so costly. I guess I could get the discount on the brown ones, then put back the flu immunity. It only guarantees protection from certain strains of it anyway. No guarantees. She flicked the screen, going back and forth with her options. There were so many to choose from. Too many. Her arms growing fatigued, she dropped the device by her side on the couch, then flung her head back against the soft cushion, and stared at the blank ceiling in exasperation. The thought of having a child the old school way crept into her mind, 
as it did every time she completed a browsing session on the website. She pictured another being within her. The unappealing idea of it leeching off of her body's own vital processes, absorbing her life force from within, then feeding, clothing, nurturing, and caring for the child for an unknown number of decades, clashed with the biological imperative of reproduction. Two considerations locked in a ceaseless struggle for dominance. I could do it, she thought. Noe had no shortage of male, female, non-binary, or robotic suitors who would gladly step up to perform the task. Although, she knew she didn't need anyone's help to get pregnant. I can suggest a few places online to find potential sperm donors of any ethnicity, socioeconomic status, or background, Noe. Fyra's image reappeared in front of her. Noe kept her head tilted toward the ceiling, but her eyes slid down to meet Fyra's. She exhaled a sigh. No, that's alright. You know how I get when I look at this stuff. I really have no idea if I really want to do it, you know. I'm just not sure if I'm ready for all that. You'd rather have someone committed to you to help. Like a marriage partner? Fyra's voice was like that of a mother. No way. There's no point getting married anymore. That shit went out the window with my parents' generation. I see. Fyra paused. From the way her eyes flashed, Noe could tell she was searching for something that might be helpful for her creator among the infinity of human knowledge. I found a sale on the mid-range colored skin tone that you were searching for the other night on Good Scene China and Russia's domains. Would you like me to tunnel in? I can encapsulate the data and allow you to browse or buy if you want. Noe weighed her options. Uh, better not. Too risky. I still gotta think about my clearance. Understood. Fyra closed the browser. She noted Noe's vital signs relaxing. It was an indication, the amber-tinted light filter she had chosen independent of her master's commands had the desired soporific effect. I will say goodnight now, Noe. I'll talk to you later. Fyra disappeared, and the cameras went dark. Noe let out an involuntary yawn. Goodnight, Fy she murmured. Her legs curled onto the small space of the couch. As soon as her eyes closed, she lost consciousness. Sleep settled over her like a warm blanket, acting as a protective shield from the revelations that would soon come her way. Hey, this is Keith Hayden from the Series and Lemnick Audio Drama Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I just wanted to remind you that podcasts live and die by their support from their fans and listeners. So if you'd like to give a rating or a review for this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it because it helps more people discover the show 
and it helps it to be distributed all around the world to potential superfans like you. So if you're interested in leaving a rating or a review, you can check the show notes for this episode and you can find the link there. Thank you for listening and I hope to have you here the next episode very soon. Take care.